What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins, and today is Mock Draftapalooza here on the show. We're digging into some seven-round Miami Dolphins mock drafts. Who said just because the Dolphins don't have a first or second-round pick, we can't have a little fun at the expense of the 2022 NFL Draft? Locked on Dolphins, let's get after it. Tap in. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. And very, very much excited to get into some of the nuttiness that comes courtesy of anytime you do an NFL mock draft. And we are going to do several seven-round iterations, trying to continue to introduce some new names for the Dolphins (laughs) for 2022 NFL draft picks, none of which land within the top 100, which is actually a fun challenge for me, if we're being completely honest, because, hey, Everybody knows the same 50 guys that at some point in the last three months have had their name put in the first round of a mock draft. But who knows the third and fourth round edge rushers and running backs and linebackers? This is this is a fun exercise. Get a chance to try out some different combinations. And we will, of course, be doing that courtesy of the DraftNetwork.com's Mock Draft Simulator. I'm the director of scouting over there at thedraftnetwork.com. And I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Now, today's a travel day for me, so uh, no video up on the YouTube channel, uh, and you're getting the podcast early. It's up for all my friends over in Europe. Now, this thing's going to greet you when you roll out of bed this morning. So, cheers. And with that in mind... Let's pop open a 2022 Mock Draft iteration, courtesy of thedraftnetwork.com and the Mock Draft Simulator. Uh, We have this thing set for seven rounds. We have Miami Dolphins as the team drafting, and we are going to let the computer dictate. These Mock Draft Simulators are a lot of fun. Now, of course, the general feedback anytime you post a mock for any team you know, and somebody who works in the draft space, this is not just for the Dolphins, but any team. The immediate feedback you're good is, that guy's never going to be there. And it's like, well, sure. But it is in the event that, first of all, there's a level of unpredictability with the NFL draft that you just never know. But then there's also the component of, like, you have to put yourself in the shoes and, and have the thought exercise of, well, gee whiz, what if he is here? What if these players are gone, but these players are left because there was a run on this position instead? That's the spirit of mock drafts. So let's see who's on the board here at 102. We're we're probably going to do at least three iterations. And uh, this was not a good simulation if you wanted a linebacker. Uh, The linebacker run in this iteration of the simulation was... Very busy. We had Devin Lloyd, Nicobe Dean, Quay Walker, Christian Harris, Chad Muma, Brian Asimov, Darren Beavers, Leo Chanel, Channing Tindall, Troy Anderson, and JoJo Doman come off the board. So needless to say, we're not going to be picking a linebacker 
here at pick number 102 in this first iteration of the mock. Positions that do have a significant amount of players available of note. Uh, there's some good corner value left. Not that I think that's necessarily a appropriate value at this juncture in the draft. Uh, some good tight end value as well. Now, of course, with Mike Kosecki back under contract and Hunter Long and they re-signed Durham Smythe, I don't think a tight end makes a lot of sense here in round one. Um, how about Alec Lindstrom? No, I lied. There's a... <clears throat> There's some good options. This is a good problem to have. I'm going to go with Alec Lindstrom here. Obviously, the center position is one that it has been reported widely that the Dolphins are going to be in the market to address one way or another. It's really just a question of how they choose to do it. And with Alec Lindstrom sitting here staring me in the face, I'm... Going to do it. We're drafting Alec Lindstrom, and we're not looking back. Point blank, period. Boston College, the lineage there with Dolphins offensive line coach, it makes too much sense. So we'll do Alec Lindstrom, and now Miami comes back on the clock at 125, early on day three. And uh, there's already two players I was hoping to see be in Miami's lap. They've both gone, so that's super cool. Uh, Vellis Jones from Tennessee is one. Uh, Vellis Jones Jr. is a wide receiver from the University of Tennessee. Ran the four threes. Uh, obviously, the team has Tyreek. They've completely overhauled the wide receiver room. They are interested in getting Tyreek Hill some touches in the return game, Jalen Waddell in the return game. Uh, but I'd feel a lot better. I'd sleep a lot better at night if we had a little bit of insurance policy. That's not the case. Now, this mock, just with the way the board fell, uh, it's going to please the masses uh, because uh, we drafted a center and Matt Areza from San Diego State, the punter, is not only still on the board at 125, he is the simulator's best available player at this point in the draft. So yes, this is a sore spot, the punter position, we're going to draft them, and now we're going to wait approximately 100 picks to come back on the clock uh, for the next two selections that the Dolphins have as seventh-round selections. Uh, but you have potentially, you have a definite starter, and that's, that's the appeal of drafting a punter, right? Is if you draft one, particularly early on day three, He's going to be your punter. You filled a definitive need. You have definitively drafted a starter. Now, uh, the simulation is rolling around. It's just about done with round six, so Miami coming back on the board with two, and this is where things get fun because even in the past couple of weeks when I've discussed mock drafts, I haven't gotten into the seventh-round range to kind of see who's available as developmental players. Miami on the clock at 224. So, we did not draft a linebacker, we did not draft a running back, we did not draft a pass rusher, we did not draft an offensive tackle, we did not draft a wide receiver. There's lots of options at your disposal. And just kind of looking at some of the players who are available here in the simulation. Britton Brown from UCLA is the first name that pops. Britton Brown, graduate transfer, played at Duke, went to UCLA, played under Chip Kelly, 
He's a 200-plus pound running back. And Chip Kelly, I mean, they, they run a lot of power sweep. They run a lot of zone concepts. And Britton Brown, as a dense runner that you could add as a between-the-tackles type option, is a name that pops. Tyquan Thornton, wide receiver from Baylor. Six foot two, 177 pounds, ran a 4-2 something in the 40-yard dash. You want more speed? There's more speed. It's sitting here on the board staring you in the face. Asesi Otomo uh, from Minnesota, defensive lineman. Cut from the same cloth of an Emmanuel Agba type. Six foot six, 280 pounds, super long arms. Uh, not overly developed coming out as a pass rusher, which is a, a similar case study to uh, what you found with Emmanuel Agba coming out. He was drafted more off of traits than anything else. It's just, uh, it says he is not quite the same athlete. Charleston Rambo, wide receiver from Miami. Chance Campbell, linebacker from Ole Miss, and this is actually the guy I'm going to choose here at 224. 6'2", 235 pounds, very good athletic profile. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of length. He's not super physical getting off of blocks. But as a guy who can fill kind of that stack linebacker utility spot, guy who can play in space a little bit, I like Chance Campbell from Ole Miss quite a bit. So I'm going to draft him at 224, and then we're going to see who trickles back down to 247. Uh couple guys I am holding my breath on seeing if they're going to be here. We shall see. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We got him. Uh, Tanner Connor, wide receiver from Idaho State. You heard that correctly. Six foot three, 230 plus pounds, runs in the four threes. Superb athlete. Uh, Raw, obviously, Idaho State. Uh, Intercollegiate ranks back in 2016. This is courtesy of the DraftNetwork.com's player profile, courtesy of my colleague Brentley Weissman there. Uh, Was not recruited to play football, but rather run track. Uh, Track and field athlete won state championship in the 300-meter hurdles. Connor had offers from multiple Pac-12 schools to run, but very little... Schools wanted him to play football. Idaho State was the only school that offered him a full ride to compete in both sports. Connor's been an excellent track and field athlete in college, winning the Big Sky 60-meter dash, as well as setting Idaho State's record in that event. And on the football field, steadily developing as a player. You think about... um, Who's the kid that went to, to Tampa Bay from Penn? This is the same kind of player. And size, I mean, we obviously bid farewell to Devontae Parker. Uh, there's a vacancy in the size wide receiver component. Uh, so we're going to draft, we're going to draft him. We're going to draft Tanner Connor, uh, the wide receiver from Idaho State, and lock him in to give us our first mock draft haul. Alec Lindstrom, center, Boston College. Matt Areza, punter, San Diego State. Chance Campbell, linebacker, Old Miss. And Tanner Connor, wide receiver, Idaho State. That's one. We're doing three. So buckle in. 
This is, uh, this is why we call it Mock Draft of Palooza. And then depending on how long it takes, uh, we might have time for a surprise at the end, which I am probably going to find an excuse to make sure we have time for, but I digress. So as I reset the Mock Draft Simulator, and we start round number two through the uh, simulation, I've got a new partner to tell you guys about, Shady Rays, an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays Insane Protection Program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair, which is clutch for me because I lose and break my sunglasses literally all the time. Now, I kind of gave up on, like, getting really nice pairs of sunglasses because they'd be gone two weeks later because I'm a klutz like that. Not with Shady Rays. They'll send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that, plus 10 meals are donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays exclusively for our listeners. Head to ShadyRays.com and use code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 five-star reviews. You cannot beat that, folks. I am, however, going to try to beat my first simulation with my second simulation here, hoping for a better, little bit of a better pull as far as the linebacker position goes in this iteration of the mock. Uh, we got slammed last time. And my objective is to draft different positions in the first and second picks of each respective mocks, so that way we can kind of present some different iterations and combinations of picks. We are coming up on the clock now. We're within 10 picks of pick 102 in the second iteration. Running back James Cook is available. Linebacker JoJo Dome in Nebraska is available. Uh, Matt Areza is available. Alec Lindstrom's available, but he's off limits because we already drafted man. So we got... Hmm. I guess common sense would say to pick James Cook, but I don't love it. But the problem is I, I'm still in that hole where I don't love a lot of the options. Tell you what, I'm going I'm to come off the board here. I'm going to draft a pass rusher in this spot, and he's a really interesting player. D'Angelo Malone from Western Kentucky. Six foot three, 243 pounds, shined at the Senior Bowl as somebody who spent some time off the ball. You think about how Miami, Miami is looking to continue the concept of being an exotic blitz defense, and a guy like D'Angelo Malone, who's played on the edge, has played stack backer, showed an appetite for being a pressure player off the second level. I really, really like that combination. We're going to go ahead and lock him in. Uh, I am heartbroken to see who just came off the board literally at 124. Uh, there's a name. I won't say his name in the event that I get back to him the next time we come through. Uh, but one of the names that I did mention earlier 
who was not there, is now suddenly available here in the fourth round when he was gone last time around. Uh, Vellis Jones Jr., wide receiver from Tennessee. I'm going to read just a synopsis, uh, a bit of the synopsis from my colleague over at thedraftnetwork.com and here on the Lockdown Network, Joe Marino. Uh, Vellis Jones Jr. enters the NFL after six seasons in college football, spending 2016 through 2019 at USC and 2020-2021 at Tennessee. Earned his undergraduate degree from USC, completed his master's at Tennessee, leaves college football after assembling his best season where his role in the offense led to the most opportunity of his career while continuing to expand his resume as a return man. Tennessee played Vellis Jones Jr. primarily in the slot, with most of its targets coming within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, often taking advantage of the offensive spacing with mostly manufactured touches, talented with the ball in his hands, a considerable amount of production comes after the catch, ding, 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 where his speed, vision, and contact balance shine. Boom, lock it in, Vellis Jones Jr. here at pick 24, 125. And now we wait. Literally, I wish I was kidding, literally 99 picks. We are going to have, first of all, so much fun on draft night, Thursday and Friday nights, um, because there's there's no pressure, right? Like, you haven't married yourself to, we need these three guys to be available, or else we have to pull the ripcord and panic and try to figure out what the heck we're going to do. Nope. We don't got to play that game this time around. It's literally just, who are the players who are going to fall into our laps And let's kind of just keep our eyes peeled on the board as things develop. That's a great place to be. That's a great headspace to be going into a draft. Miami, three picks on the clock here. We are on the clock. Pick 224, and let's see who we have available to us. We have Asesi Otomu. From Minnesota is back on the board. Uh, there's an interesting small school safety prospect. I'm not gonna not gonna pull the trigger. Ah, here's here's a name. We've drafted a wide receiver and an edge, and I understand the Dolphins drafted a let's call him a developmental offensive tackle last year late in the draft. But there's another one that I like here. His name is Jatari Carter. Uh, very, very toolsy kid. He's from Southern University. Uh, went to the Senior Bowl and showcased really high-level athletic ability. And when you project this zone system that we're anticipating the Dolphins are going to run, uh, Jatari Carter, he got some looks inside. He got some looks outside of tackle. I think this is, this is the kind of skill set you take a shot on late in the draft. So he's going to be the pick at 224, and then we're going to see who's available for us at 247 uh, for some new names to consider. We have not drafted a linebacker, a running back, or mm, that safety's gone, so it's kind of kind of a moot point. From a running back perspective... Uh, Keontae Ingram from USC is mildly interesting. Devontae Price from Florida International. Zonovan Knight from NC State. That might be the guy. Zonovan Knight. 5'11", 210. Dense. Runner. Uh, Left high school with over 6,000 all-purpose yards and 80 touchdowns. 
Averaged 16.6 yards per carry as a senior in high school. Can't be clear enough in high school. His projected fit in an offense, according to Joe Marino, who did the full deep dive write-up on him, uh, is your number two back or a depth back with kick return upside. Fits in a zone rushing system. 5-11-2-10. So let's go ahead and let's draft Zonovan Knight here. Dolphins fans collectively sighing, hooray, another late-round running back. Uh, you know what? We're going to be okay. Feel good about it. So the second mock iteration, I like better than the first. This one offers you D'Angelo Malone, gives you Vellis Jones Jr., it gives you a developmental offensive lineman in Jatari Carter, and it gives you that between-the-tackles physical presence in his own concept of rushing offense in Zonovan Knight. I think you got probably more contributors. I think Knight, there's a role for him in, in short yardage situations. Vellis Jones potentially is your kick returner, and D'Angelo Malone is a multi-tool weapon uh, in your front seven. That's I like this haul quite a bit. Obviously, you didn't get a punter, but we're, we're going to have an opportunity to find a punter somewhere along the way, whether it comes in free agency or it comes in uh, the NFL draft. We've got time for one more iteration, but not before I remind all of you about the top of the first round protein bar, Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. They are absolutely, positively delicious. Right now, you can visit Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and save 15% off your next order. That is Built.com, promo code LOCKED15, to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. Not only is Built Bar delicious, not only is Built Bar clutch, Built Bar has helped us bridge the gap from resetting simulation number two to simulation number three. The Dolphins are on the clock in six picks. And I can already tell you, oh, this is a good one for the linebacker run got us late. We had Channing Tindall, Troy Anderson, and JoJo Doman come off the board within the last six picks before Miami came on the clock. Jeremy Rucker, Greg Dulcich, James Cook, Sam Williams Jr., Matt Areza, Jake Ferguson, Jesse Lucetta, Tyreek Smith, Alec Lindstrom. I'm, I don't want to say I'm heartbroken here, but man, I really would have loved to have got one of those three linebackers that just came off the board in this spot. Let's go with the, not going to do an offensive lineman. I do have my eyes on Cordell Volson. Uh, if I don't draft him here, I won't get him at 125. I know I won't. That's just, it never works. There's a player who fell, who I think from a premium position perspective is worth our time. Because the best players available are tight end, tight end, running back, pass rusher, tight end, punter, interior offensive lineman, linebacker, and then you get another pass rusher, and then you get a wide receiver, and then you get another interior offensive lineman. So just kind of looking at the, the 
predictive board and how it fell. Sam Williams from Ole Miss, and he's got some questionable background stuff on his resume that may prompt a guy like this to fall. And this is a former four-star recruit, 6'4", 260 pounds, good length, very dynamic first-step explosiveness. There's a couple things in the world you can't have too much of. Good quarterbacks, good offensive linemen, good pass rushers, and good corners. You cannot have enough of them. So, yes, you brought back Emmanuel Agba. Yes, you have Jalen Phillips. Yes, Andrew Van Ginkle in a rotational role. But Sam Williams, this late, available, is too good of a value to pass up. So we're going to draft Sam Williams uh, in the same spirit of why we picked D'Angelo Malone. Uh, but Sam Williams is more of a traditional outside pass rusher, and whoa, boy, is he a monster. And I think we might have lucked into, oh, we did! The simulator giveth and the simulator taketh away, but this evening, folks, it's given because Jesse Lucetta, the linebacker from Penn State, still on the board at 125. Six foot three, 253 pounds. You could probably project him closer to 260 pounds. This is my guy. If you're not familiar with Jesse Lucetta's story, first and foremost, you got to familiarize yourself with it. Jesse Lucetta, at the age of 13, moved from his hometown in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, uh, leaving behind seven siblings and his single mother to move into a prep school in Erie, Pennsylvania, which is 423 miles away from home. Why? so he could pursue his dream of playing football at the highest level. And lo and behold, that 13-year-old young man got 45 Division I offers, played multiple positions at Penn State, and now he's a hybrid linebacker who can play stackbacker and be physical and be a thumper and have good length to negotiate blockers if you're trying to climb into his lap. But he can also play to the run strength as a sandbacker who's on the line of scrimmage. This is a guy who played hand-in-the-dirt defensive end, and against Wisconsin, the Mike Backer got ejected from the game in the fourth quarter, and he moved back to Mike Backer and played Mike Backer to get him through the rest of the game, and they won the game. Jesse Lucetta, I will do backflips, and I can't do backflips. I'm going to be completely transparent. There's a 0% chance I would successfully hit a backflip if I tried one. You could put me up on a diving board, one of the high-rise ones, 20 feet up. Say, Kyle, do a backflip. I don't know what part of my body is going to hit the water first, but I guarantee it's not going to be what's supposed to hit. But if you told me you got Jesse Lucetta in this year's draft to add to the Dolphins' front seven, I'm trying it. Full send. I'll record it. I'll send it out to everybody, and you guys can roast me on the internet. Perhaps you don't like me. If that's the case, cross your fingers. Let's make this thing happen and make some sweet magic on the internet. The Dolphins back on the clock at 224 in this third and final iteration of the mock. We've gone defense both times. We had a BPA situation in both spots. You draft BPA. You don't look back. You don't feel bad about it. I'm going to draft a wide receiver. I'm going to draft a different kind of wide receiver. 
I think this guy's a big special teams type. Michael Woods II from Oklahoma. Six foot one, 200 pounds, physical. He's not a super big long body, but I'll tell you what. If you want some wide receivers that can play special teams, can be developmental as far as what their ceiling is in your offense, and you know for certain that this dude's going to block his ass off in the run game, you're barking up the right tree with Michael Woods the second. Him being available here, uh, kind of an untraditional path. He was a transfer from Arkansas. Uh, he teamed up with Traylon Burks there for a while, joined Oklahoma through the transfer portal. Um, just the production this year for Oklahoma did, didn't meet their usual standards from, from top to bottom. But you can see the talent that's there, and you can see the blue-collar style of play this guy provides. And it makes him a home run s- selection here in the seventh round. As far as this last pick, I'm going to try and find a new name uh, to bring into the fray here. Scrolling, 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 scrolling. Um, man, this not a lot of developmental upside late in this iteration of the mock. I'll take Cameron Harris, running back from Miami. Uh, suffered an, an injury, and that injury um, is one that, that probably will cause a tumble for him, but the talent, the physical talent that he has at this point as a 5'10", 200-pound running back, 210-pound running back, um, I can certainly see him being a complementary body type to what Miami does and does not have. So... Sure enough, I've improved in my mind. Maybe you don't agree. And if you don't like any of these, please feel free to throw one together and let me know. But in my mind, Sam Williams, the edge rusher from Ole Miss, Jesse Lucetta, the linebacker, front seven defender for Penn State, Michael Woods, wide receiver from Oklahoma, and Cameron Harris, running back Miami, is the best iteration that we got across all three. Now, I understand... Uh, the Matt Areza pick in the first one is going to tug at some heartstrings. There's a lot of uh, fanfare for that to be the pick. And if that de facto makes it your favorite one, um, by all means, I'm not going to argue with you. And I know there's a lot of Dolphins fans out there uh, who are still skeptical of Michael Dieter being your long-term answer at the center position. And if that's the stance you take and you support the Alec Lindstrom pick, by all means. But I get excited thinking about what this combination of late-round picks can provide as far as not being forced and pigeonholed into drafting for need. I know I mentioned that already, but that's the mentality that I am taking coming into this and the iteration of the mock that just so happened to give me what I felt was a true BPA situation and more than one of the picks was the last one. And let's go ahead and put me on the record with the um, uh, the backflip situation. I mean it. Chris Greer, I'll come do it at your house. 
You got a pool in the backyard? Let me know. Kyle Krabs, Locked on Dolphins, Mock Draft of Palooza in the book, three separate iterations of seven-round mock drafts for your Miami Dolphins. A little lean this year versus what we're used to, but that's okay. This is a good thought process exercise. This is a good opportunity to explore your depths of knowledge of both the Dolphins roster and the talent that's going to be available. Hope you guys enjoyed. Kyle Krabs, keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Fins up. Thanks, as always, for listening. I'll talk with you guys again tomorrow.